Hey guys, it's Alex from Alpha Comics and Games. I am interrupting your regularly scheduled quid pro roll episode to let you know that not only do we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers, where you can get access to some really cool additional quid pro roll content, but we also have quid pro roll content available now at Alpha Comics and Games in Willow Lawn. If you ever want to check us out, we'd love to see ya. And now, you know, on to the episode and all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Ready to do the QPR equivalent of learning. Yeah, I added some uh, thematic music to the to the list, too. I'm a little afraid of what it's about to be. I'm going I'm going to click <laughs> on it real quick just to just... be. OK, no, not again. <laughs> no, not again. I'm keeping I it mean, on. Look, this is illegal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go directly to jail. I'm 15 <laughs> seconds in and vibing. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Day of the Cryer Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. Now, I recently took some time to step away from the hustle and bustle of the city life and just get away from it all, as they say. Just for a day, I think. But it was well worth it. I did have a wily encounter with my campfire turning into a rather upset elemental, but we worked things out in the end. You know, there was a story my son loved about a young person discovering themselves by stepping away from their home and letting go of the confines and expectations the world had set on them. Sometimes I think about that, especially when I have a moment or two off in the relative quiet of nature, and how that young person said distance can make those big scary problems we all face seem like little snowflakes on a breeze. Sometimes, when you're looking that monster right in the face, big, hot, and angry, it's easy to forget what matters. You start doubting the relationships around you, seeing things from only your side, and feeling like you don't have options or choices. But just like how a boat met a new fiery-haired friend and went searching for Solinar, it's important to be open to new ideas, new perspectives. Solinar took to a roof. The stars spread out above him, climbing up and away until his problems were too small to reach his tired head. And even though the rest of the group were enjoying the many fine features of the lady's manor, I suspect some of them were still too close to their monsters to properly battle them. Well, my campfire calmed down once I realized all it wanted was some marshmallows in a story. Now take some time for yourself, listener. Sometimes it's okay to take a break, get some perspective, and come back to face those problems cool and collected. And as always, y'all take care now.
We cut back to the scene of Tinkerhaven, the central city of the kingdom slash democracy slash I have a note on what it efficient republic. It is a republic. It is the Republic of Talaire. I couldn't remember what it was, even though there is a map with it written literally in front of my face. It is the Republic of Talaire, and I am a super big smart person who is good at this. And Brandon, it is not the Republic of Farts. I see what you are writing in chat. Uh, I just love that the sign, Welcome to Tinkerhaven, says part of Talaire the kingdom is scratched out uh democracy also scratched out and then republic and is underlined like three times it's evidence of the revolutions that led to this government (laughs) (laughs) all right uh we are going to go ahead and start by cutting to boat it's going to be the morning now what are you up and around for doing uh lock disappeared didn't he yeah, he's gone. Because he went to go do something and we were supposed to rendezvous later. Yes, at some point. Okay. I think at the clock tower was where y'all agreed to rendezvous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta get the DeLorean back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, I bet... Th- Locke's real name is Marty. Am I at that shady bar st- or that shady inn? Or did we... Uh, yes. Okay. Um, What do my surroundings look like? So it's definitely not well kept. Sort like the vibe that you would probably have at this is the equivalent of like like a motel on the highway that's really close to a truck stop, but not really close to any actual town. So we're at a super eight, basically. Yeah, give or take. Okay. Please like a kind of rundown for a super eight, super eight. Okay. Super eight corporation, please sponsor us. Uh, yeah, pro roll. that's we're really we're really opening the door for an encouragement of usage of their services. We'll right. only we'll only use D8s in this podcast if you sponsor us. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm throwing okay, it out there. Fine, to me. fine. It out it'll there. be D8s and eight balls and eight balls. You have to shake them <laughs> to make your decision. And, God, I, I'm certain that exists an RPG system where oh. like you use a magic eight ball instead of rolling. A hundred percent. Yeah. Are anyway, we going to complete the holy mission? Ask again later. All signs point to no. <laughs> um, is there, do you, what do you think is, this mirror pendant is? Is there like a breakfast buffet or anything at this place? No, right. there is not. Is there even, there is, is there even there like is a, no breakfast? There's not wait, even a free coffee machine. Wait, wait back up. Y'all already ate, because that's when Locke was like, I'm clearing out, and also we should rendezvous, was at breakfast at this hotel. Yeah, but immediately what happened was his gravy boat finished his ham, then looked down at his plate and was like, oh my god, somebody ate all my ham. <laughs> Where is the more breakfast? But the breakfast has already been He's cleared not up. Homer Simpson. <laughs> Yet. Um, Stop playing him like Homer Simpson and we'll stop making these jokes. All right, where? Let's see. All right, I guess I should probably head back the way I came. Mm-hmm. I don't because like I don't know where anybody else went. Right. Because I just sort of you, you don't even know for all for all, you know, I don't think you even are aware that the party has left the mansion. All right. Well, I'm going to head back to the mansion. OK, uh, as you are heading out of the mansion, you are going to see out to the, the mansion. Uh-huh. You said out of the mansion. Oh, out of. Yes, I am. I am processing words well. Yes, good. So as you're heading towards the mansion, you see what appear to be the backs of your party leaving. Okay. 
What is your passive perception? Um, bye, Manchin. Hope you have a good day. It's 11. You are also going to see out of a tall window in the mansion what seems to be like some kind of soft cloth hanging out of one of the windows. Like when you talk about a soft cloth hanging out the window, are we talking like a sheet like somebody's escaping from prison or? (laughs) Yes, it it looks like a couple of things tied together. Um, I have a quick um, follow up question. You say it's a soft cloth. So can you give us a thread count on those sheets? It's approximately 700. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. It's Boris Cotton. Let's see. Why are you this way? <laughs> you, why did you sound like a Barosian when you said that? <laughs> in in Boris Empire, questions ask you. I, I can't decide now when you guys eventually do have to go to the Boris Empire, how I'm going to deliver this without disappointing everyone that listens to this podcast. Yes, I am Emperor Yakov Smirnov of Boris Empire. I think you know exactly how to not disappoint everybody. And the answer is just don't disappoint everybody. Wow. So does it look like, I mean, can I see anybody in the window or does it just look like they're hanging sheets out of there? It looks like they're hanging sheets, drifting lazily in the wind. All right. How far down does the sheet hanging go? Uh, it looks like maybe it ha- the end of it is about six, seven feet off of the ground. Can I get close to it? I mean, you're going to have to hop the fence and head in. Um, hmm, let me see. Hang on just one second. Hold, please. Boo, doo, doo. All right, can I? I want to walk to another, uh, like, see if I can't get a different vantage point on it, see if I can see anybody in there. So you're not trying to reconnect with your party. You have now decided that screw them, everything must be the investigation of these sheets. Well, somebody might be trapped up there. Like, somebody might be imprisoned and they're trying to escape. I'm sure that's what your first thought was. And besides, I went looking for Solinar and I didn't find Solinar. And Solonar has been known to climb things into windows. Mm-hmm. He, he has been. That is fair. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are you? So you're trying to get a different vantage point. What are you trying to like? What are you climbing? Where are you going to get this vantage? I mean, point? if I walk like around a little bit, can I get to a different angle and maybe see inside what's going on the up there? Iron wrought sort of gate is going to give way to a brick and stone wall uh-huh. that you won't be able to see around. It's going to be about eight feet tall, give or take. All right. Can I still see the rest of the party? No, you would have to go around the corner to do so. Okay, let me jog around the corner real quick, see if I can see him. Yeah, you can see them. It looks like they're having some kind of discussion about what direction they need to be going. Um, Boat shouts like, I see a metallic dragon. You see uh, (laughs) the redhead in the distance stop and slowly turn. Welp. I think we found boat. I thought that might get your attention. I uh, was just coming back over this way and I saw you guys leaving and uh, I happened to see a sheet hanging out of uh, the tower up there. I didn't know what's what's the deal there. Is somebody trapped? Not that I know of. Point up at it. It's like right right there. Can't you see it? Oh, my gosh. Do you think that the bed unraveled out the window? I don't I don't think it works that way. Do you think the window was made out of sheets and then it uh, tore? Oh my god, they've got an illegal silkworm operation going on up there. 
Oh That's my where God. all this we, is coming from. We got to tell the robot the silkworms are coming for the jobs that they took. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much to unpack there. Well, in, in Tinkerhaven, there's probably a robot designed to unpack it for you to take jobs away from deserving packing organics. That's organic. That That's biasist. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what anger towards sentient non-organic creatures would be considered racist or organicist organist <laughs> dang it boat constantly being an organist just walking down the street like he plays his own theme music on an organ like the phantom of the opera and then swoops in he uh, swoops, Kosa, you've been quiet. swoops in on sh- on uh, on sheets, hanging out a window. Um, just so I'm I'm clear, we're all gathered together now, except for Solinar. Solinar and Melody are the only two that you guys don't have right now. Okay, okay. So, um, what is our plan? We have to find Solinar, and then we have to figure out how to get to the shrine of the copper dragons get the key find the temple of the copper dragons use the key then get through the temple but, okay, get the relic um, and um uh, for finding solonar oh um uh, check the bars i guess how many bars are there in tinkerhaven um i imagine qu- quite a few hmm well Got to check Quest Advisor. I guess we could just check out what these sheets are about. So, like I described earlier, the sheets hang about eight feet, give or take, off of the ground. Like the end of them, not not the top. The top is a good... It's on the second story window. Can we walk into this place? No, you would have to... You'd have to go through the gate or hop the, hop like, the wall. Are we not allowed through the gate? The gate is locked behind you at this point. You could probably try to get entry again, but that is going to... It's not as easy as just opening it up behind you guys. I was going to say, I have an idea. I can disguise myself as Solinar's mom and just walk right through the doors. That won't unlock the gates for you. I'll yell. I'll yell and somebody will see that I'm Solinar's mom and they'll unlock the gate for me. I'm going to tell you right now... Uh, the voice in the sky says to Boat, <laughs> if your impression of Solinar's mom is anything like your impression of Rosemary, it will not convince anyone. Just because it sounds it like can... a Monty Python woman doesn't mean it's bad. You might be able to convince all the Mortys in this city. I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> what, were, what were you going to say, Koza? I don't remember. I <laughs> think I'd forgotten as soon as I made a noise. <laughs> what if we use reduce enlarge? <laughs> That doesn't oh. apply here as much as it pains me to say it. <laughs> Gosh um, darn it. <laughs> so just to, to be clear, what this is we're looking at a sheet from a hotel. No, right? from the mansion. Oh, oh, okay. For some reason. Okay, okay. I got those completed. Well, um actually if she probably just escaped for some reason. But I don't really know where I would start searching. I, that's Melody's room, right? I don't really know. If I, any of you guys want to roll... Um, roll floor plan? In, in, in investigation, I guess, would be? Memory? History? 
Melody oh. knowledge. Um, let's see here. I just rolled investigation and I have a um four. You're not even entirely certain who Melody is anymore. I mean Coz mm. is like, I know exactly whose broom that is. That's that uh T China Warforged. That's that's who sleeps up there. <laughs> they re- I don't think Warforged sleeps. They recharge up there. <laughs> it's like a docking port. <laughs> It's a USB room. It's uh, it's they're all just basically uh, what's the vacuum robots? Roombas. They're just Roombas. That's where they dock. Um, all right, you guys are getting a little in the weeds of figuring this out. So let's let's move some forward. Hey, uh, sir, walking by. Yes, sir. What may I do for you? We have questions about this. <laughs> Gestures towards the Venusphere Mansion. Whose room is that up there with the sheet hanging out? I'm certain I do not know, sir. Oh, are you sure? You seem like the type of guy who'd have a bit of roll in the sheets now and again. I I can tell that you would know because you're wearing you're wearing a, a the type of hat that Alex doesn't like. Pork pie fedora. Hat? Yeah, you're wearing a fedora, milady. What? You know, you you probably get a little bit of action. Nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> Why is this become one long Monty Python skin? This is an ex parent. <laughs> so do you eat spam? Okay, look. So continue on. I, we're done with you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. He kind of like shuffles off. We're like crack addicts or something, just <laughs> accosting <laughs> this man in the street. It's like don't make eye contact with them; they're adventurers. Well, I guess so. maybe it's just a secret passage door uh, for someone in the ca- in the mansion. We'll find out later, I'm sure. But for now, we should probably go and explore those fireworks that are going off. Oh, I didn't. Those are not fireworks, Johannes. We need to go that way. <laughs> Oh, let's go! The direction that Johannes and Alita are leading the party, you see puffs and like puffs of like multicolored glittering smoke and the sounds of like fireworks going and like sharp showers of light. But it looks a little bit more like the equivalent of if a fireworks factory was on fire rather than a controlled fireworks situation. While you guys run after that, we're going to go to Solinar, who is... So I think Solinar's down and on the street now, uh, still mildly oh, that's hungover, right, that's right. but feeling, feeling a little bit better. Uh, and at this point, he's like, well, um, you know, I, I could have thought this out better. Let's see. They're going to be staying at the mansion. And I'm not going to go back to the mansion, at least not yet. But to find my party, I probably need to head at least generally in that direction. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, as Solinar is loudly talking to himself, you see, like, a mother and her child, like, start walking sort of in the direction, see him talking to himself and, like, quietly, sne- like, duck into an alleyway to take the back route away from him. Oh, I bet those, I bet they're gonna go mug people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's me and my toddler. 
I want to go mugging. You hear somebody in the distance. Oh my god, that baby mugged me. <laughs> <laughs> he toddled off with all of my worldly possessions. <laughs> I've been toddled. <laughs> no. There's a there's a very Oliver Twist-esque toddler thief ring in Tinkerhaven. Mm-hmm. Solonar starts ambling his way back towards the mansion. Uh, of course, not in any rush because he doesn't actually want to get there speedily. After about five minutes, you are going. the area around you is going to get fuller and fuller and fuller of people as everybody sort of leaves out of their various homes to bustle about the city and go about their days. You hear the sounds of merchants. You hear the sounds of people just trying desperately to get everybody out of their way. You hear the sounds of conversation, of laughter, of anger, of shouting, of cursing. But you also hear, like, quietly a figure going, Excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, I I just need to get through this way. Excuse me, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, I need to just get this way. Um, yes. So it's just like Melody in the middle of a press of people just like being washed along with the tides of society. Yes, that is exactly what it is. Solonar like briefly debates just continuing and is like, Ugh, she definitely should not have come to this neighborhood. And then uh, plunges into the tide of people just like, gently elbowing people out of the way as he moves through the crowd with purpose. Oh, there you are! You you are in the wrong part of town for yourself. You are the seventh person who has told me that since I've come this way. <laughs> and the first my brother who's told me that. <laughs> the first my brother. The end. I, um... I you- had one person tell me the only reason he didn't mug me was I was so clearly lost. Yeah, you'll you'll get that a lot. That's you know, that's pretty standard. Um, it was very charitable of him. Let's let's get out of this crowd and then we can check your belongings to see how many of them are missing. Well, that's not really what's important right now, right? Y- yes, getting out of this crowd is very important. This is a lot of people. I'm I'm not talking about the crowd. I'm talking about finding you was really the goal. Okay. You found me. We need out of this crowd. Yes, and we can do that, but like there, there needs to be a conversation here. Yeah, okay, put a hand on my shoulder and we're going to push. Uh, uh, when you say push... And Solonar just starts like... He puts the shoulder that uh, Melody's hand is not on forward and just starts walking. So as Solonar is sort of like elbowing his way through the crowd, you hear Melody going, I'm so sorry, please excuse us, terribly sorry, so sorry. Uh, Pardon us, real big rush, so sorry. Until you eventually get to one of those like side pockets where there is not a huge crowd. You know, like at conventions. Yeah, Solonar takes advantage of the side pocket to move a little bit further along and then dips the two of them down an alleyway. And is like, there. This is where you do your quiet traveling, and also where you're the most likely to be robbed at knife point. Ooh. Are you about to rob me at knife point? <laughs> no. I. Well, you just said that this is the ideal place to rob someone at knife point, and you just dragged me here, and you've already said that I'm a great target for thievery. Yes, which is precisely why you're going to check yourself and see exactly how much you've now lost. 
Well, I still have my loot, which was really the only thing I cared about. Um, I still have my snacks. Um, water skin. Well, I no longer have the small wallet I brought with me, but everything else is there. Would you like a candied almond? Yes, I would. I'm actually impressed your snacks are still there. That's usually the first thing to go. I'm, I'm very excited as well. I stopped by the candied cog on my way out because I figured you were probably hungry. Then I ate most of the snacks. So I'm sorry about that. No, that's fair. Um, did, where's the group? Did you see the group? I don't know. I do know that... I think they've gone out to look for you. Oh, hells. So, <laughs> so we're going to be tracking them as much as they're tracking us. This will be fun. They have no idea how big Tinkerhaven is. Well, probably not, but... Well, the two people who are most likely to apparently know where things are in Tinkerhaven are right here, away from them. So it, they'll figure it out. And truthfully, I was kind of hoping I would catch up with you before everybody else did. Just, just a brief smash cut to <laughs> one of the other four. I have no idea how big Tinkerhaven is. <laughs> this is a big place. You hear as the sounds of explosions and everything go off in the background. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to go as well for them as you're thinking it's going to go for them. Like, they'll be okay, but they're definitely super lost right now, I bet. Again, though, uh, I understand that's not really, for me, the point right now. And the point is? You and I have to have some kind of conversation about the everything that happened. Ugh. Yeah, I suppose. I want to be very clear that I did not know about this. At all. Well, that's not surprising. You're talking about a affair, basically. Well, not, not an affair in the traditional sense, where the more powerful person is being cheated on so that you can have kind of a side fling. No, instead, in this case, it's your mother and my father, and then... Your mother and your father. And that's... Honestly, I, I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around that whole situation. Not a fan, though. Not a fan. I am right there with you. I'm not... I, I am also enraged. I, uh, probably for very different reasons. I, I still think that all of that was really terrible, but the big thing is that... She never talked about any of that ever I didn't know about you and you didn't know about me and that strikes me as wrong and ignoring all the terrible things because of the two of us you got the short end to the stick of the upbringing thing um, and I'm not really sure how I'm processing that because there's a lot there for me of the whole uh spoon thing with mine being a metal and yours being I don't know what sad spoons are made out of but yours is made of a sad thing and mine is made of a fancy metal and then she being terrible and cold and awful and you being abandoned and me not knowing that you existed and there's just there's a lot and I don't know how to process it I don't think you do either but I feel like there's like a a, a thing that you and I should be doing as like 
newfound siblings. All right, just to just to start this off, I don't. We we may be half siblings, but we don't really owe each other anything. We're we're not family in the traditional sense. Like you don't you don't have to feel some sort of weird, uh, like like you're responsible for any of this. Like I get that you weren't involved. I get that this wasn't something you chose. This is a hundred percent on my mom. I don't even think your dad really had anything to do with this. At least I hope he didn't, because that'd be pretty messed up. And like, I, you don't, you don't owe me anything. I guess is what I'm trying to say. You don't need to worry about this situation reflecting on you. Uh, how how you decide is the best for you to manage it going forward. I think is like it's your decision to make. I'm not here to enforce anything. Well, no, I don't think I owe you anything other than, you know, feeling sort of weird about the mismatch of upbringing thing. But like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited at the idea that I have a brother. Like, I don't know. Being raised the way mom raises children, apparently, is very lonely. It is exciting that I'm not by myself anymore. I mean, I kind of felt that way with all of you, like with, with Boat and Johannes and Koza, and I don't know, I... I was happy, and I liked the I, I like the idea now that there's, like, I don't know, a blink? Somehow? Though that's weird to say. I, I don't know. Solonar, if you don't want to acknowledge this ever, that's fine. I understand, but it... I think that if we could make something decent come out of this terrible, awful ordeal of our mother being a garbage person, I think that it's worthwhile. I'm fully willing to accept that there's a connection there. Uh, I just... I, I don't... I guess what I'm trying to say is that we don't have to do that. Like, we should, if we're going to interact as companions and friends, then we should really establish that more than trying to lean on it being a familial relationship. Because at the end of the day, you and I had very different family experiences with very different families. Because I guarantee that the way my mother was when she visited occasionally is very different from the way my mother was living with you on a regular basis. So you notice sort of a change in Melody's expression and a change in her body posture. And she goes, right, right. Makes sense. Um, we should go find the others then. Um, th th they should be towards this side of the city. We should, we should go. Well, let's, let's start, let's start here. You seem like an all right sword. I've enjoyed traveling with you at least this far. And we can, we can see where the friendship develops from there. Right. Uh, okay. All right, cool. So... Uh, 
so that the party the party you said would be probably this way. I think so. Uh, that would make sense to. Do you see smoke? Oh God! They're setting fire to the city again. Again. <laughs> Smash cut back to the party. You guys are standing out of outside a shop where all of the smoke and lights are emanating from. It is called Terrere. It's called B having a stroke. Uh, what a weird name for this place. It's called Terrell's Fine Medicaments. And it's on fire. Oh. It, it's not on fire uh, that you can tell. There is just many colors of smoke billowing out of the open doorway. Uh, you hear some zinging and some zanging. You hear the crash of a couple of glass some things. Oh my gosh, there's zing zangs zing. going on in there. Was, I'm gonna go I was in. Say, is that zing zing zot? Zing zing Hot chip sut. Um, Johannes runs in with shields ready. So you walk in and you are just like in just completely closed into what appears to be if the cookie monster had vaporized into a cloud. How obvious is it that it's not on fire? Roll investigation. I can't believe that we never even introduced the Cookie Monster and we've already vaporized him. <laughs> All right, so 17 for perception. Okay, that's let's go with that. You can tell that it's not that the smoke isn't smoke from a fire. It is smoke from some kind of other source. I will allow you to roll Arcana to decide what the, to figure out what that is if you so choose, but Co you can tell that it is not fire smoke. Kozo it's was... too like because the smoke is like cobalt and purple and pink and Did red. Did you say cobalt? Cobalt. <laughs> no, that, she said that that color was cobalt. Um, which is so... a weird thing to call a color, but you know, I'm sure they'll edit that later. <laughs> Koza rushed in with Johannes and was just about to um, cast the water spell. Create water? Yeah, create water. I uh, took a moment and realized he didn't need to put out a fire again. Johannes uses his shields to uh, push the smoke out the door like a giant To like fan. waft it? Yeah. Uh, for Arcana, I have a 13. You're able to tell that this smoke is both magical and alchemical in origin. It looks more like a failed potion making than it does look like some kind of intentional spell or fire setting. Um, is is everybody okay in here? Hello? <laughs> I'm fine! I'm fine! Everything's okay! Um, just a little problem with some expired something uh one moment uh i'll be right out um it, it, go down under the smoke it might help i've got some tums if you have that inspired it, it expired something's giving you trouble so come as the smoke begins to dissipate mostly helped by johannes sort of waving it out of the doorway you see a woman sort of pop out from from the back of this shop which as the smoke is clearing you are able to tell is actually an alchemy shop 
she has this just wild curly mass of black hair that like sort of sticks up in all directions she's wearing a blue scarf she's got goggles that are pushed up to push her hair back but you can see just sort of like a soot mark in the shape of the goggles around her eyes from it's kind of like a looney Tunes situation she appears elven or at least some percentage elven and she sort of comes out sorry sorry terribly sorry about all that uh a bit of a bit of a mishap uh if you know uh what i'm saying um can i can i help you what's the name of this place again Terrell's Fine Medicaments. I was going to say, if it's named a bit of a mishap. <laughs> I mean, that would be delightful and probably accurate for this character, but... Um, but are you standing outside of this? I mean, I went with everybody. Okay, but you're not... But did you charge in with everybody? Um, you know what? Let's find out. Uh, I'm going to roll a d6. Odds yes, evens no. Uh, yes, I charged in. Okay, cool beans. You're just blowing everything away with your top hat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> with his giant belt <laughs> Koza, you were saying something um well we were just rushing in to see if we could help you oh that's very kind of you I haven't had somebody rush to my aid in the past three months oh three months oh I occasionally have a mishap here and there with the, the potions it's fine. It's it's completely fine. I only passed out a couple of times. I feel like that's passing out two times too many. But I I don't I'm not a potion maker, so I don't know. Well, I mean, I can make the boring normal stuff perfectly fine, but you know, science requires experimentation, and we will never go forward if we don't take risks. Yeah, boring and normal sounds boring and normal. I completely agree. So what are you trying to do? Um, so uh, my name is Sophia. I am an alchemist, as you can tell, uh, from the bottles and everything going on in here. Uh, and that's my last name on the sign, which implies that I'm the one who runs everything. Your last name is uh, Medicament? My, my last name is Terrell. Okay. Hello, Sophia. My name is Johannes. Hello, Johannes. It's lovely to meet you. You too. Um, but I was trying to experiment with a potion that would give you focused strength in certain parts of your body, like directing it towards your legs or your arms or your neck instead of like universal strength, like a lot of hill giant emulating potions. Oh my gosh, that's so useful. I need strength in my hands because sometimes there's new jars, jars of peanut butter that I can't get open. If your arm, well, if your arm stays strong longer than four hours, please consult your doctor. <laughs> Well, I was more thinking that if it could be more specialized, then there are ways that we could direct it towards potentially helping uh, medical ailments in different parts of the body, like oh. atrophying of muscles and whatnot. But apparently 
the Wyvern Venom that I used was very expired. And if you don't know something about Wyvern Venom is if it expires for too long, it creates a noxious gas when exposed to air. And it's even worse when you combine it with powdered asphodel root. And then it becomes this beautiful and very deadly smoke. My gosh, I'm learning so much today. I don't know what any of those words are. <coughs> uh, the potion ingredients made big cloud boom. Wow, I know what half those words are. What wonderful! It's progress. Um, so you three did not come to potentially buy anything, did you? Oh, let's potentially buy things. What should we buy? Oh, wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the townsfolk have stopped coming around. Why do you think that they've done that? I don't know, truly. Uh, it's a mystery. Wow. Well, we could solve that mystery for you and buy a potion. It seems like we got the two separate things that we can do. Wonderful. Uh, what can I get for the three of you? Four of you. What sort of things are lined up? So there are multitudes of vials and bottles and like small little filters as well that are of various shapes and sizes and materials with various colors and viscosities of liquid inside of them. There are really like well, like, there's a lot of nice penmanship, but the labels themselves are very simple, and they say things like filter of love, anti-venom, wyvern venom, uh, acid vial, potion of <laughs> healing, potion of greater healing, potion of giant strength. Like, it, it's a very big array of any kind of tincture or potion or filter that you can think of. I like this one that says acid vial because it reminds me of a band. <laughs> what? Oh, I tried to make that, that vial as thin as possible, so if you throw it, it actually explodes instead of a Whoa. lot of other ones which don't. But the problem is, is you cannot carry it in your pack or it will dissolve all of your belongings. Oh my gosh, I don't want that one. My pack has belongings in it that I don't want <laughs> dissolved. <laughs> so, I just learned that filters are different from filters. Uh, pH filter are different from F filter. Yes. yes. It's a it's a filter of love. You put it I on a like, camera and then all yeah, of your well, pictures just come out really romantic. <laughs> I mean, if that's the thing you're looking for, I have something that could help with that. What's the weirdest potion you've got? Like, give me the weirdest effect. Hell yeah. It, that entirely depends on what you mean when you want to get weird. Because I've got weird. I just need to know what your standard for weird is give me yes let's start let's start in the the depths of weird and climb our way up he no no i need to understand like are you talking about changes to your body are you talking about changes to your mind are you talking about illusions are you talking about mental effects are you talking about physical no effects? no um. illusions uh no mental effects unless it's some weird personality changing stuff uh i'm down for the weird body transformation stuff Let's just let, tell me what the weirdest thing you got is. But once your DK uh, mode potion. Um, um, first, um, just real quick, do you offer free samples? <laughs> um, so interestingly, uh, it's so interesting that you ask. I have been looking for someone who is willing to let me, uh, test some new potions on 
Well, it sounds like you found the right crew. I'm really thirsty. It's pretty hot out here. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Is there a particular effect you're looking for? Because I've got a couple of things here that I was really hoping to Something try. refreshing. And also... Oh, 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 oh. What if, what if, um, what if I try one and you all have to guess the effect? Oh, I like this game! What do you guys think? Do it. Okay, so... <laughs> Let me just archive it here in our inventory. <laughs> All right. So, um, let's see. Filter of love. No. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure that this will work, but, um, here, she hands you a, th a small thin vial that looks to be in the shape of an octopus tentacle. Oh, okay. Uh, cause, uh, Pops the top and chugs the bad boy. <laughs> All right, I'm going to need you to roll a d6. Once you pop, you can't, you can't, you can't stop. Koza rolled a two. You feel like sort of a shiver <laughs> go through your body. And your face feels for a moment as if it is splitting. As uh, uh, your skin turns uh, purple, uh, your arms uh, turn to tentacles, uh, and your face turns uh, into an approximation uh, of a mind flare. Uh, uh, she pulls out a small notebook and begins writing notes. That is... All right, so the arms are Who's standing closest to me right now? I think Johannes. It's me. Yeah, I'm close to you. Koza starts, like... Touching you with the tentacles. Play of his mind. Oh, these oh. 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 they're so suction cuppy. All right. Um. So let's see. Uh, let's try this one. I don't know if it will do what I think it will. She hands a small, uh, regular-looking vial full of sort of an amberish brown, burg like bourbony-looking liquid to boat. Uh, Boat sniffs it to get the bouquet. Um, it smells like, you know that sort of effervescent smell when you smell like something fizzy, but it doesn't have its own sort of scent? Yeah. It's that. All right. Um, so it smells like all LaCroix? <laughs> my favorite. So I guess uh, you know what this does, but you're not going to tell me, right? I mean, that would sort of potentially skew the results if you know. All right, let's do it. Boat throws, Wonderful. Boat throws it back. Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right. So as you throw it back, you feel that effervescent sort of bubbly feeling spread throughout your chest and then work its way up to your mouth and brain. Jazz farts isn't the thematic music for the night. What is the thematic music for? And the there's night? our post-credit uh, scene. Technically, it's the it's uh. it's Clockwork Lands is the thematic music for the night. That's love, what I sent everyone. I love that this guy's name is Mr. Farts, and he addresses himself in the third person in all of his things.